and <laughs> hello and welcome to conversations on karate i'm sue i'm greg and we're back for another uh i don't know what are the what do we call these episodes where it's just me and you shooting the shit with shooting sue and greg shit. having a chin wag having a chin wag sue and greg questions <laughs> That was my name in a school photo once, to be fair. What, Greg? Greg. Greg. Greg, yeah. Greg the Impaler. Yeah, I'd always get my name spelt wrong. Well, very nice. I was Gurgery once. Wrong to... <laughs> I was Gurgery. I was Greg. I think I was like Greg Lyman or something. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I don't think I've anyway. ever done better than Rodits. Rodents. Rodents. <laughs> so, you're back from Glastonbury. I am back from Glastonbury. I'm still in Glastonbury because I live here. You you do. Could you hear it? No. No? No, not really. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't listening. Maybe if I tried, I'd probably hear it. I don't know. You probably could. Yeah. I was just there for Sunday because we, mm-hmm. we live nearby, so we get the locals tickets. Uh, yeah. So it just went for Sunday and a very good day it was as well. Good. And uh, so if I'm a bit croaky, that's why. It's quite a long while and what did ago. You, what did you do there? What did I do there? Who did you see? I saw Diana Ross. And right. Well, I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard. Was she good? She was. I thought she was very, very okay. good. Um, I mean, there might have been a couple of moments where a couple of things went slightly glitchy. But she can be forgiven everything. I mean, did, she her, was... did her um her clone body sort of glitch out for a bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she was terrific. She's seventy eight. She's yeah. a brilliant performer. She's it was it was it was beautiful. It was amazing just to watch her, to be honest with you. And then we watched Elbow. And um The Spanish Archer was there. Oh my god. <laughs> Matt's friend. <laughs> Elbow. Okay. Don't know Elbow who that is, to be fair. I, I I didn't know who they were until the first time I saw them at Glastonbury. And they, God, they're good. Okay. They work a crowd. They're a real crowd-pleasing band. Their music is beautiful. And you would know them. They played at um, one of the Olympics. Um, okay. It's a huge kind of anthemic song. Um Throw your curtains wide. One day like this a year will see me right. It's I'll look them up. Really I'm sure big, I recognize like, them. total anthem. And um, it's something very special being in a crowd when they're doing that. It's mm. it's beautiful. And I think that they're a really heartfelt band. You know, they they talk a lot. You know, they're they're feeling it and they're really working the crowd. It's a, brilliant to be there. And then we went and saw the Pet Shop Boys at the end of the night. Okay. That was that was party. That was party party. That was that was great fun, great light show as well. And in the middle of all of that, I ate my way around the festival because I'm a total pig and I cannot resist it. So there was. Um, I don't blame you. I would have done bacon, the same. Absolutely, bacon and egg bat to start, followed by a vegan brownie, followed by. How do you go from bacon and egg to a vegan brownie? Vegan brownies are often um, made with completely different stuff. And they're just really rich and moist. Often uh, completely oh, different from I've a traditional brownie. Vegan brownie. I see where you're going. <laughs> you're at Glastonbury. I, I get it. I get what you're saying for the audience. I understand. I don't get the point you're making. Sorry, I'm too tired. Do you not? <laughs> Everyone else probably will. <laughs> I eat everything, but vegan brownies are delicious. Okay. Top tip. And um, what else did I have? I also had vegetarian curry that night. That was excellent. Good. And uh, followed by like an hour and a half walk out of the out of the festival, which is the bit you can always do without. Mm. Even if you live nearby, it doesn't help. It still takes like an hour at least to get off the site. So, uh, oh yeah, that would do my head in. Yeah, that's the bit that does your head in. Don't mind being in all the crowds um, at the concerts. The bit that's the the drag is actually walking between groups and leaving when several hundred thousand people all decide to go home at the same time and all walk down the same tracks. 
yeah. that's, that's very hard work. I can imagine. Um, but you know what? It's Glastonbury. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. People Good. dressed up as T-Rexes. I've been sharing I pictures saw of that. T-Rex. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. And um, just every single costume you could possibly imagine. I love it for that. Cool. It was. So it, was a, it was a good experience. It was. Oh, I saw Professor Alice Roberts as well. Gave a talk. I don't know who that is. Am I supposed to know who that is? Professor Alice Roberts off the TV. Uh, she's on the, I can't remember which channel she's on. Could be BBC, but she's great. She's, um, she does history programs. Okay. It's a really interesting, engaging woman. And uh, she gave a talk up at the park. And everyone who knows Glastonbury knows where the park is. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Top tip, go and look at her stuff. So there you go. There we go. There you go. That will. was my Glastonbury. That was your Glastonbury. Very that good. That was my Glastonbury. One day. Well worth it. With the ticket that I bought three years ago. <laughs> it's really been that long, hasn't it? Bloody hell. It really has since that kind of life existed. Yeah. So it's mm. been good. It's been good. Right. Well, let's get to this morning. It's been some questions have been going around so i'm going to throw a couple of these at you this morning and, okay um, these are blind as well i don't know what's coming no and um and, and you have full permission to ask the stupidest question ever yes um, and i will <laughs> and i'll just cut it out and make myself sound better that's fine <laughs> all right so um building speed building speed as in throwing a technique Um, I've seen two or three different takes on this. Um, So I'd like to get your first off the head, top of the head um, impression. And then I'll tell you the other takes that I've seen on it. See what you think. So I guess you mean striking speed. Yeah, striking speed or blocking speed. Um, Let's start. Yes, do hands. Yeah. Um, I always find the best way to start building speed is to slow everything right down. Uh because as karate people we love doing things fast Uh and we're crap at doing things slow and that's a detriment i think um if you can do things slow with perfect technique it doesn't take a lot to start adding the speed in if you go immediately fast and the technique's crap there's only a certain level of speed you can get to before you kind of reach your limits, which will be lower than if you're doing the technique right. Do you see what I mean? Because, I do. If, yeah. if I'm not doing something right and I try and do something fast, like parry and, or, you know, mm-hmm. parry and hit, um, what I find is if I'm getting lazy or I'm very tired, I'll bash my hands together because I'm not actually doing it right. I'll yeah. I'll crash in the middle mm-hmm. or hilariously punch myself. Or, yeah, I'll do that. Um, as for punching speed, one thing I really like to do is if I'm hitting pads or on the bag, I will wear heavier gloves. So I wear like 14 or 16 ounce gloves that are heavier. And then when you take those gloves off or you, you go to like your MMA sparring gloves or, or you get 10 ounce gloves, your hand speed will be quicker because you're used to working with that extra weight in your hand. Um, especially in terms of keeping a tight guard if you can keep your hands there with that extra weight then when you remove that weight you'll find it no problem to move your hands speed also you know little dumbbells in the hands is a good one um not heavy dumbbells obviously i mean don't yeah don't try and lift heavy dumbbells and throw punches but little dumbbells it's always good and then when you take them out your hands are nice and snappy but again, one of the, it's, the main thing I think with it is the consistency. You're not going to do it one session and then have lightning hands. It will, will take time. Yeah. Is that how you get the snap in the gear as well? That nice snappy sound. Is that partly to do with, uh, is that partly genuinely to do with what the gear is made of? Yes, 100%. That's all it's to do with. Oh, it's not to do with how snappy your technique is? No. Okay. No. Because we used to wear um kickboxing geese which are like really thin there's nothing to them at all and there's no snap 
because they're just like floppy cloth. Um, and I remember going back to a heavyweight gi, everything I did was like, and I was like, oh, sounds good. I'm not doing anything different. It's just the gi. Um, yeah, so the heavier the gi, the more snap they'll be. Obviously, you still need to kind of have a decent technique to make it snap, but yeah, snappy gi is not indicative of a good punch or kick. And no snappy sound is not indicative that it doesn't, that the technique was slow or bad. No, God, no. Okay. No. I mean, a boxer does not wear a gi, so they have no snappy sounds. And they definitely don't measure the effectiveness of their punches by if they were wearing a gi, if their gi makes a snap or not. No, that's very true. That is very true. Mm. But it is something that goes around every now and then, and I have wondered about it. it I never is. get that it's sound. A, yeah. I, know, I never it, but, get that sound, and I have heard it in other people, and I kind well, of Well, your gi is not um, designed to make that sound. No, it's not. Yours is a very lightweight gi. It's not designed to make a snappy sound i feel better already there they go <laughs> well you can do what some people do where they like as they come back they catch their arm and make a snap make a little slap okay which is ridiculous but i think if i do that i'll probably break a finger the first time i try and do it it's just it's just meant for yeah. an accident with yeah. me and to be honest, you deserve it if you're doing that as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm glad you broke your damn thing. No, I'm not. But, yeah. All right, then. So what was the, what, what did you see online? How close um, am I? This is like a game. Am I close? Um, yeah, I saw, I've seen both of those. Um, go slow. Ken, Ken was talking about go slow. Build it slowly. Um, do the technique flawlessly build it up you know um, consider all the parts of a technique so if you're coming to do an inner block think about where the other hand is coming from it's you know the parry or the grab and then that one's coming back continuing Mm -hmm. to grab you know consider the whole thing Um, not just the bottom bit you've sneaked it you've already looked at it I'm kind of impressed now yeah with myself I'm pleased that's made my day me and Ken are on the same same page yes and the the and I remembered you saying about the heavier gloves from years ago you hadn't said that for a while so I was wondering about that and then I considered doing dumbbells but I was also looking around at what other people were suggesting and they were talking about um gym work developing muscle twitch um speed doing gym work and I wasn't so sure about that Um, but I mean I mean mean, probably definitely a benefit to it well, physical strength and flexibility will always be good and presumably just training yeah. training movements that are going to be yeah. similar. I suppose that the, gy- the gym work would need to be explosive. Yeah. So if you're, for example, if you're, I don't know, less like bench pressing, which kind of mimics that extension of the arm, mm-hmm. you'd need to be doing explosive bench pressing. So you'd need to be exploding up to the top and then maybe lowering slow you don't want to be doing like a power lifting style lift where it's slow all the way up because you're really controlling the bar and then slow all the way down because that is not developing that fast twitch mm. explosion i guess there's nothing wrong with doing it slow that will develop solid strength which is more beneficial to other things like grappling and stuff mm-hmm. so there's yeah benefit to both Okay. There to be we honest, go. For, for stuff like that, the best people to look at are professional fighters. Yes. Who go through a specific strength and conditioning program for fighting. So their coaches will, will give them exercises and things that relate directly to the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't be doing things for no reason. All right. What about if you were going to take it um to footwork for instance footwork moving to the uh, other than drilling and sparring you know it was we had some um we, we did some drills in class the other day about uh with footwork 
um, you had us do some crazy footwork as well. So <laughs> yeah. if you were going to do, um, if you were going to try and focus on getting your footwork speed to improve your speed sideways, forwards, other than live sparring a lot in order to improve that or kicks, how would you do that? There's loads of things. So, so like the ladder work on the ground, in and out, the rings we did. But it's, it's you want drills. It's all about keeping light on the feet. Skipping would be a good one. Mm-hmm. So you're light, constantly light on the feet. Running. Just anything where you are moving at a speed that's light on your feet. That yeah, that's one thing. Karate's not great at. It is. It can be quite staid, can't it? It can be it's kind very of very static and very. It depends on what kind of. I mean, oh, Shotokan's yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, that's where we come from, so that's probably why we've seen it so yeah, much. Yeah, Shotokan is very static. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the ladders is a good one. There's just working the side steps and stuff like that. Is ladders is that mountain climbers like mountain? Climbers, no, no, no. Yeah? So like the ladders on the ground, essentially, where you have like a rope ladder and you just go in and out in and out in and out in and oh out. with you got you yeah yeah um things like that again i would point people to boxing to be honest if you want to learn how to footwork there is no better than boxing okay um yeah my footwork needs work a lot a lot of work it sucks i um, think your footwork's really fast it certainly can you know in the last few months i'd say it's way faster it's improved it's improved it's still not where it should be so i still do um i still have that shirt can big movement so i'll start small mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i'll find myself going like oh my stance is getting bigger i'm trying to step in big stances and it just doesn't work it stops your mobility and stops your movement mm-hmm. so the idea is there but i'm just trying to break out of some old habits still but yeah yeah sorry i just i just my brain went off on a tangent then when i was okay, just thinking of angles with us. no i was just um share the tangent frequently when i'm trying to go off <laughs> when i'm trying to go off on an angle i forget some of the most basic stuff and which is often just um like mo would say yes just um be where you are but just scoop the other leg around change your angle that way mm. you don't always have to be going the little lump you do and you can and i need to and i do a lot but actually just that kind of quick as if you were doing a quick takedown and just like yeah just turn like that that's i always try and use that off of a lead hand hook yeah so if i finish with something if i finish with a lead hand hook i'll try and mawate that back leg along with it so i change the angle and then i'm straight forward and in that's a nice one yeah Okay, cool. Share, share in some footwork tips. That'd be good. Here's some stuff from other people. Yeah. How do you share. train your footwork to be nice and fast and light and work those angles? Train yeah. them into your, train them into you. We need that. I need that. Okay. This was an interesting one. Mhm. Motivation. Motivation. I saw this. Um, come up somewhere and I was I was absolutely fascinated by it because my own answer was very clear in my own head and it kind of made me a bit sad um, so really paraphrasing some if if somebody has started training from a place of fear or a place of feeling really not good about themselves or total lack of empowerment and they've that has driven them absolutely driven them and they've they've gone forward with their training and all of a sudden this has become clear to them and they've gone away and worked on that stuff and the motivation's gone and now they're coming to class and going I don't know what this is for anymore I don't know what to do Hmm. so I have an answer in my head that I my instinct was one thing um so let's what would you do I mean if yeah this hypothetical person do they still want are they still thinking, I still want to do this. I just they, don't know why I'm doing it. I, I don't think they even know that. Okay. So my answer to that might surprise you. I would say, just don't do it anymore. 
because you've got what you wanted from it we, we that's one thing we we are in a, a world at the moment where you hear this a lot don't you like oh just find the motivation go and like fucking what's his name i know you like you like him uh the guy always runs and he's like get out the fucking chair and go for a run what's his name i will look it up one second because he is absolutely i david, do i love him david someone yeah but, he's 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 i love him i love him yeah and and that's great but 90 percent of people aren't like that and you can't force that on people you yeah. you can't force onto people motivation david goggins david goggins there we go i knew it was yep. david but the the thing is with him he's i've seen him interviewed where someone said look here's a question from a guy i'd love to be what you do do what you do i'd love to be like you but you know what i really really love cake and chocolate and he says you know what merry fucking christmas eat your cake have your chocolate be fat who fucking cares yeah okay <laughs> i've never seen that right my yeah. opinion's changed yeah absolutely See, that, it's like, that's do what it. you want to do but if you want to do this yes absolutely. then you have to do these things yes yeah yeah if you want to be a world level athlete then there's certain things you have to do and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong if you don't want to do it that's fine just don't expect to be a world level athlete so i guess you you can't give someone motivation the motivation just has to it just has to come from them. You can't give it to them. You can watch all the motivational videos you want. It will not change. So for me, like I used to lift weights five times a week, four or five times a week. And I would love it. And I would go every week, every, every, every day. And I'd love it. And then the motivation just drifted off because I wasn't enjoying it as much anymore. Mm. And, that, it, and, and I would try and get motivation back. But if it's not there, it's not there. You can't force it. Then so, you end up just going, why am I like you end up resenting the time you spend there? Because so in your asking, head, you could be doing other things. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was sorry. I was just wondering without asking what the reason was. Did the reason for doing it go away or did you just stop enjoying it so much? I think I just. I did it so much. Um. Yeah, I kind of just, I guess I maybe I plateaued a bit. Then, I mean, to be fair, COVID happened, so it kind of stopped me dead. Yeah. And then it was hard to get back into it. Mm. I did lift yesterday, actually, before class. Um, Because one thing I have noticed is I'm nowhere near as strong, not even close. And I think... Um, my motivation now would be I want some strength back which will help with the martial arts Mm -hmm. so the motivation for doing it I now have a reason yeah which will give me the motivation yeah it's not just dead motivation yeah if that makes sense it makes total sense as someone who's tried frequently to um, lose weight or get fit you know with I'm going on holiday and I want to be able to whatever that doesn't work for me I've tried it I've tried it many many times I'm sure that loads of people will yeah I've tried to kick off a stone ready for the summer holiday and it comes to a month before and I'm like yeah and you do two or three days doesn't work you can't do it no you know but having to go to a competition and everything is on the line it feels like everything is on the line and you've really got to perform then oh my god fast days no breakfast you know cut sugar cut carbs absolutely no problem ruthless focus the motivation was huge yeah of course and and the after effects have have stayed with me which is really awesome so i've got where i wanted to be um but no you can't get excited and motivated like that you either get that kind of discipline yeah in some way yeah you don't Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah, that's a tough one, motivation. It is. <clears throat> and I think my answer for this guy was the same, but it kind of made me sad. I was thinking, yeah, but I think maybe maybe we're wrong, but sometimes martial arts is, is, is spoken about as such a calling, as such a, a, a road for life. Yeah, and, yeah, I know. And it's and not. I've, 
necessarily. I've heard many people talk about um, it being a journey and a character developing thing and about people who feel like they've wasted time <clears throat> training in the wrong way. And um, so I just I feel like if you were to stop, that might feel like a huge gap. Just I felt like that when I when I was uh, going back to the gym was like why well, not one of the reasons i kept going was well i'm not wasting the last however many years but it's not a waste because you've done that you've got results from it mm. it's it's not a waste mm. you, if you spend three years doing martial arts and you get to a fairly good level and then you you just drift away from it that those those years aren't a waste you've got something from it mm. If you haven't got anything from it, then yeah, okay, maybe they were a bit of a waste, but mm. that doesn't say about you. That says more about the place you're training. Yes. Yeah, I think it probably does, to be fair. I think if that journey, that journey, journey, is so, journey I don't like using that word, arts. but I do get it. I do get why it's used. And if There's that journey title. has, has the journey, what is it? The journey of martial arts journey with Greg and arts. Sue. No, just no. Veto. I'm going to change the name of the podcast. Yeah, no, you're not. The Journey. No, you're not. It's just called The Journey. <laughs> the Journey. Up the Misty Mountain. No. Be the journey to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, if that journey's brought uh, for that guy or, or girl or whoever it was has given them deliverance from a whole bunch of baggage that they had so that they can clear it and move on with their life that's not bad no that's fine that's good that's absolutely good okay awesome saw this one yeah juicy one i think oh god well i think so okay you might not um yeah, far away if you went to a really great karate club loved it great teacher found out he was a total bastard in his own life in some way would you stay well i mean what what, what do you mean that beats is the a shit broad... out of his beats the shit out of his missus beats the shit out of her husband slaps the kids around fuck. thoroughly unpleasant person in their personal life but a great teacher in the dojo no fuck no no you'd go no yeah i'm not about <laughs> that <laughs> see if you said oh he's a bit of a dick you know he uh, I don't know. Give me another example, a less extreme one. Um, takes takes too many illegal drugs. I mean, I could probably over. That wouldn't bother me as much. Deals drugs. Okay, that would bother me. <laughs> yeah, that would bother me. By the way, is I'm just these. I'm plucking these out of the air, everyone. I, this is yeah. not a real life example. I don't know anybody like. I mean, this. if he went home and got high in his own type, that's fine. You know, don't bring it to the dojo and get everyone else. But you know what you do in your own time, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Mm. You, you do you, my friend. Yeah. But yeah, no. If he if he's beating his missus, yeah, then there'll be problems. That's no. <laughs> Why? Where did that come from? Did you see this? I I did actually. I saw it. I I actually can't remember where, but it was uh, it was on a forum. And I was again. I was I was really interested in that because. So what uh, was the story? Without. I I I, I generally can't remember. It was uh, it was a fairly long post, if my memory serves me. But it was that was just the basic principle was. Um, I don't even know if it was a real life example, but what would you do if, you know, you found out that this wasn't a good person? And I, I agree that people can be many layered and they might not be, you know, they might be a bit of a git, a bad boss or a bit of a or, or really yeah, like Boris course. Johnson, for instance. You know, yeah. they might be deeply uh, disturbed uh, in that way. Course. Vegan. You had a vegan brownie. I did have a vegan brownie. Vegan. It's OK. OK. okay to have uh, so if Boris Johnson was teaching your martial arts class. Would you stay? No, fuck no. no. I'd okay. go to another one. Go to another one. Um, really, really, really violent one, and then come back. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. So yeah, if your martial arts teacher is a dick, I guess you have to define how much of a dick. Yeah. 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 I mean, all martial arts teachers are a bit mad. 
Yeah. I think we're all a bit strange. I think that's fair. Weird. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, is people can change. So were they a dick in the past? Have they moved on from that? Have they? Are they a better person now? That I think is uh, not something that would make me leave. Mm-hmm. Because they have, they've clearly, you know, progressed who they are. They're not that person anymore. Mm. If it was a an ongoing thing that's happening now, then yeah, that would be an issue. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. You know, like if you if you've got a martial arts instructor who's, I don't know, they they went to prison when they were in their early twenties and now they're in their late forties. I'm not going to hold that against them. No. No. Okay. Because, you know, you'd like to think in 20 years they've changed as a person. If they haven't, then yeah, fucking I'll hold it against you. But, Mm. yeah. Tough one, that. It's an interesting one, though, isn't Mm. it? As a thought to follow, and you kind of think, okay, well, where's my line? What is the line? Is there a line? Is it relevant at all to me? You know, if, do, would it change if it was a gym that you were going to? If the owner of the gym was that person, would you go? Um, you know, so it kind of yeah, just see, that it triggered diff- a whole be bunch of to thoughts. me because because you're not in necessarily in direct contact with that person. Yeah. But then I suppose you don't want to give you don't want to be giving them money. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't change it for me. That is a tough one. I think I think the, it's the martial arts world is filled with dickhead instructors though. It is. It can be. As we keep seeing over and over again, these names come out of. Yeah. This person has a history of abusing their child students, and you think, yeah. for fuck's sake, like, what is wrong with these people? Mm, absolutely. And insane classes as well. Go check out McDojo Life for. Oh, I love McDojo Life. Insane stuff. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's so good. He's... And uh, and if you if you've only just arrived on our podcast, by the way, we did we had the absolute privilege. Yeah, we spoke to him. Go check it out. I was thinking about this the other day. When was that? Was it? I mean, I could have just looked it up. Was it last year? <laughs> or was it the year before? I think it was last year. It was last year. It feels like forever ago, though. It does, but everything feels like forever ago. Mm, true. Pandemic has, I think, has actually messed with our sense of time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so just going back to that, I think because you're, there's this whole journey stuff going around and because we actually are taught directly by our karate instructors, there's a level of respect that has to be there, Mm. that should be there, that you might not necessarily get from some kinds of sports instructors, but I'm sure that you would get in other sports. My my advice would be wary of, of martial arts instructors who are very much like um how do i put it um holier than thou yes yes there you go perfect because i know i know of some that are like that and believe me they're not okay so they 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 can talk the game very nicely online and make nice posts about how wonderful and calming they are and how martial arts delivers uh you know, peace in the soul and you deliver that peace onto others when really they're just dicks yeah so be wary be wary of those holier than thou people mm-hmm. yeah okay okay right and then um right i think we've dealt with those ones okay um and I wanted to bring up something because we were actually chatting just before and um, tools, tools that we use to develop skills. So we were we we're talking before about speed and what have you. And um, and I, I know we've kind of we've touched on this and it's gone round and around because we've we've spoken about kind of the way that you're teaching. You and Joe are teaching very differently than you used to. So I just wanted to bring up um, things like line work and how you're using that in the class for individuals or the whole class because we no longer do 
like techniques in the air or if we do it's very rare mm. so I just wanted to because we were um we touched on that just before we we started to record um yeah so if I was having for instance a problem with a punch like my hook punches I frequently get like those the wrong angle or I twist my wrist or you know I'm getting something wrong you know or I jam myself when I'm doing it how are you using the different tools like line work now or how could we use it so it is in a like you said it's a, it's a tool so before not before even you know the, the line work is such a big part of a lot of places it's it's the focus you spend an hour up and down in a line doing things yes for me that is is um it's not a very effective way to train no and as we said before i always like to try and have an outcome of what i want from something Mm-hmm. So if the outcome is I want to teach you how to do a really nice hook punch, I know what I want. First, I need to see where you're at. So I would get you to maybe not even a focus mitt, maybe just my hand. Let me see how you can hook. Where's your hook at now? Because if I can see where your hook's at now, then I know where I need to go with it. If it's 90% there, then I don't need to waste time with the line work. I don't need to waste time with all the other things. It's just a case of small tweaks, practice and improvement. If you're 10% there and you can't even hold your fist properly, right, then we need to go back all the way to let's take all the impact equipment away. Let's take the focus mitts away. Let's do the line work. But that is very much an individual thing. Okay. So, so if we had a class of 50 people, which imagine back in hell, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Need a new dojo, and that's We'd a need fight. a new dojo for that's for damn sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but let's say, for example, you know, you've got 50 people in a class, right? Three people are struggling. That means three out of 50 people need the line work. I'm not going to make the other 47 do it. Okay. Because that's not fair on them. If they've got it, and they could do a hook punch to their blue in the face. I'm not going to make them do line work on it because three people are struggling with hitting the pads. Or mm-hmm. do you know, the other 47 people hit pads. I'll give you something else to work on. So the the line work I think is um, is good for some people in certain stages of their journey. Journey. Their journey. Stages Sorry, let's all just take a deep breath together and go the martial arts journey. Martial arts journey. Subscribe to Conversation on Cry. Thank you. Buy us um, a coffee. Buy, buy us a coffee. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> buy a book, a t-shirt, <laughs> and everything else. Yes. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the podcast. No, it's not. It's not S A S M A. What's it called? Oh, A S M R. ASMR. I hate that. Can I be like, I hate that. Oh, it really grates on me. It's a bit strange. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anyway. Um, yeah, so so it's not that there's anything wrong with line work. It's I, I just think it needs to be used in the right way. Yeah. So, you know, if if if, if you're struggling with your hook, your wrist is in the wrong position. It's not safe for me to get you to hit these pads. Mm-hmm. First of all, let's take it out into the line. Maybe we'll spend five minutes in the line, though, because that's not the only tool. Um, like you've said, using the walls a great one to test your alignment. Yes. That is yeah, I used to do hop. that quite a lot. Just um, just really practicing getting a straight line. Yeah. So using the just, wall is a form of kihon. Yeah, not hitting it for all those no, listening. I mean, just um, just thinking about where where does my hand position actually have to be, mm-hmm. and Where's thinking, okay, I actually need to stretch. I need to stretch my hand a little bit because that's mm-hmm. feeling really tight. So maybe that's the problem. Yeah. I've been, you know, just exploring that that range of sensation actually around it, just feeling what the problem might be. Yeah. Okay, and it, so so we've sorted the wrist out. We've got a good wrist now, but you keep dropping your backhand. So now we need to work on that. So you could hit the pad 
with your hand that's great now you can do that all day but uh-huh. your hands dropping all the time so then maybe we need to come away and do some other keyhorn type drills do you see what i mean yeah. so they the, the keyhorn drills are maybe very very small pieces in time where we just work on a certain element of the technique as soon as you've got that we dump the key dump the line work we don't need it there's better ways to train oh yeah no i um, i 100 agree yeah it's, no I know, it's I know, just because yeah. we were speaking about yeah. tools um yeah and that, that's what it is it's a tool yeah and and we've if been you're ex- building a cabinet or something mm-hmm. you don't use a hammer on the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> you don't you use the tool you need to get the job done and once you've used that tool, you don't keep using it. No. You use something else. Um, yeah, that's my view on it. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, random one. Yeah. <laughs> Martial arts movies where the fighting is really good. As in, yeah, we would do that. We would train that. And it's not completely unrealistic and insane. They're all unrealistic and insane, though. There isn't any martial arts movie where you could go, yeah, look at that. That's some that's some tight technique. Maybe it's a bit overblown. A, a good te- but... Absolutely. Any Bruce Lee movie. You want good technique? Watch Bruce Lee. Uh-huh. Fight scenes aren't realistic, though. <laughs> Say, like... Because, again, they can't be. If you have a realistic fight scene in a movie, it's just going to look horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really not, I'm not big on martial arts movies so much. No, I know you're not really. But it, it just occurred to me that um, I've, I've, I've watched a handful. I've, I've I made an effort. I watched some and um, I've enjoyed some. Definitely. I enjoyed the Jackie Chan ones the most. I've got to be honest. Oh, I'll tell you what I have watched recently. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Um, and I saw online, um, the guy is a, um, he's a European historical martial artist. So he is a, um, an expert in European historical sword fighting. Oh, how interesting. And he breaks down the sword fights in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. and it's really interesting he goes like now that is a cool little detail the way they change their grip there to get more leverage that is something you would not see in a lot of uh sword fighting films that's such a small detail it's really nice they put it in and he breaks apart those little details like that it's Beautiful. really interesting i think a lot of um not not just that kind of thing but i've i've seen um some other, I can't remember now what they are, but other TV programs where they have made such a point of going to the real professionals mm. and saying, show us, you know, if, if it's a police thing, you know, actually come and train us how to, how to, how, how do two female officers walk into a domestic violence situation and then take on a, yeah. a man a hundred pounds heavier? That happens. Show us how it's done. You know, yeah. let's not go into a whole elaborate thing. What yeah. do you do? How do you actually unholster a weapon? How do you hold, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's beautiful when you actually see something being done it's right. the authenticity of it. It makes yeah. a difference. Perfect. I'd love to see that, actually. Yeah, I'll send up. I'll, I'll link it in the description. It's really good. Yeah, yeah do that. Do that. OK, Um. so final question then. Anything else other than Obi-Wan Kenobi? And there's a reason we're not going to talk about that particularly. There is. There is. So what else are you watching that's good right now? That you would recommend uh, or not am I watching the, or that am I to watching? stay away from or to stay away from i've started watching season three of the boys i've only watched the first episode though i need to carry on you, have you started did you say you started watching the boys i am um, yeah you it was a really funny thing that day someone mentioned it to me you mentioned it to me dave was talking about it and then it came up with somebody i really like on twitter as well all happened at exactly the same time they say, oh, my God, this is insane. So since last week, I've managed to watch a season and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well done. And um, I love it. I know. Well, somebody asked me the other day in class, you're a busy person. You do a lot. And I said, really, dude, I'm not. I spend a lot of time doing as little as I possibly can. <laughs> so what did you think of the first season then? Obviously, you liked it. I thought it was 
insane. It's, it's not insane. what I was expecting. It's not what I was expecting. I, I, I've, I've never read. I love comic books. I've never read the boys, the comics. I've never read it. Yeah. So when I sat down to watch the first episode and spoiler alert, literally the first thing you see is uh, Huey's girlfriend just gets mowed down. It's 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 I incredible. Was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, this isn't anti-heroes. It's not even anti-heroes. No, this, it's just this is this is corporate. the entire world of superheroes absolutely turned on its head, turned inside out, torn up, shredded, pulped, and then reassembled into totally different shapes. It's I'll like you nothing else, you've George, ever if seen. If you like the boys, yeah, it's animated, but don't let that um, put you off. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime as well. It's called Invincible. Invincible. If you like the boys, you'll like this. I can't spell invincible anymore, apparently. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I've written it down. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Just ignore the fact that it's animation. Yeah, I like animation. Okay, good. I know a lot of people don't. I've said to people before, that, oh, I don't like watching children's TV. Like, No, no, no. I love animation. It's not. I'm, I'm 100% up. here for Kung Fu Panda. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's very good. Invincible is very good. Okay, all right. So Invincible people, and um, definitely go and watch the boys. It's, yeah, the um, boys is great. It's I the I think the easiest way I can put it is a wild ride. Mm. It is a wild ride. I mean, there are bits of it that I'm you know, ooh, it's dark and it's twisted, but in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're halfway through season two, are you? At least. At least. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you where I'm at because it'll give the entire plot away. That's fine. I'll do a visual for you. Okay. Okay. It's, it's nasty. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Broken it, uh... hands for anyone who wants to know. It was, oh, that was nasty. There are bits of it. I'm not very good with horror. There are bits of it where I have to kind of cover this, cover my eyes. If anyone's watched the first episode of season three, whew, it was unexpected, kind of gross, very weird. Don't, yeah. You'll then never I... guess. That's the thing either. You'll never go. Oh, it's just yeah. very odd. Well, but... I've I've got some time later, so I'm gonna carry on see if I can get my because I've also cancelled my Prime subscription, so I need to. I'm on a I'm on the clock now. You're on the clock. Okay. <laughs> You can watch all of Invincible and all of the boys. It's not like I've not got anything else to do, like practice and training and learn Kankudai. One final bonus question. Okay. Beginning of Kankudai. Mm. Are we looking at the sun? Well, no. You're blocking the sun. Obviously, you're blocking the sun out. (laughs) The sun's in your eyes. Yeah. No, I know what it is. It's looking at someone's wrist get broken and you're just looking at the main yeah. character's face so that Ooh. you can see when the, ca- the thing happens so that you don't yeah. have to look at it. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're blocking out a bit of Amazon Prime. There you go. That's the One movement. day can you die. And then you're going, oh, I've dropped my tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that start of the cutter, I must say. Yeah. If like, I do can you die, I just love that. The kind of start of like really slow breath, pause, and then bang straight into. I love cutter like that. Yeah. They're my favourite ones to do. I have like Sochin. Sochin's a good one. Sochin, okay. Nice and slow into some explosion. I will look forward to that. In mm-hmm. the fullness of time, I've still got to get Kankudai even remotely into my head. It's fine. I will get there. Okay, there you are. That was your that was your barrage of questions. It was good. That was good. good. Hopefully, I didn't, I didn't completely drop the ball on every single one. Well, let me you know, know if I did. Um, I'm not allowed to say no, am I? Because respecting, so you know. Respect yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shall go to the bottom of the class next time. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for that. listening. And as well. um, me or our listener? Our listen, listener. <laughs> the one of you. 
Thanks. Yeah. They're there. I can hear them breathing. Oh. Our, our listener, who we thoroughly appreciate. All of you. Thank you. Thank you for your answering questions, Greg. It's great fun. That's okay. Oh, the mailing list as well for people that have uh, sent in. We are working on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we have decided to put together a mailing list. It will come together in the next few weeks. Um, as we put in our Facebook post, we will not be selling your data. We will not be um, doing anything dodgy with it. We're just planning to build um, an interesting... Greg is if planning to do something dodgy with it. We will. He's going to sell it Damn for millions. Right we will. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so if uh, if you're interested in that, drop us a DM on any kind of social media, me or Greg or the page. Um, where How do you it's... even sell data? Pardon? How do you even go about selling data? When I they... don't know. I've got some data for you. you got some data. data. And you'll tell them the names. They're like, no, I've got theirs. got theirs years ago. <laughs> Stand on a street corner. Hey, mate. It's good. Why? In Australia. Bloody hell, mate. You want some data and a kangaroo paw? Yeah. Oh, I shared um I shared a thing on Facebook this morning at the crack of dawn because annoyingly I went to bed at something like one o'clock last night, exhausted, and woke up bright and early, unable to sleep anymore at four thirty this morning. Oh god, it was not helpful. So there I am, and a little thing on Lad Bible popped up. I've mm. shared it on our Facebook page. It's how animals fight, and it's a okay. guy. It's a guy mimicking them <laughs> with um okay. with a with a great big punching bag. He's brilliant. I <laughs> think fly, we've seen this. Does he a penguin? He's, he's a penguin. He kind of walks yeah, up to it and gives a little slap. But the fly, absolutely. I probably woke up the neighbours with that because he crouches on it and they. <laughs> yeah, I've said that is good. <laughs> it's so good. Shared on our Facebook pages. I think it's genius. You might think it's. You might all think it's terrible, but sorry, it's very childish. Very childish. Okay. okay, thank you everyone. If you're interested in the mailing list, give us a drop us a little email or um or a message on the socials. And um thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll see you soon. See you all soon. Bye bye. Goodbye.